inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. Why are we podcasting again so freaking soon? <laughs> the magic of the internet and all of the new Star Wars content that we're finally getting. Star Wars season. So, all right, obviously we're talking Mando trailer. It's out in like yep. what, 12 days, 10 days, something stupid short like 15. that. 15. 15. Still Not that good. I'm counting. <laughs> I have a count. I have a countdown app on my phone that is counting down. So we're 15 days away. Dang! By the time this episode comes out, two weeks or less. <gasps> <gasps> so first thoughts, initial anyway, thoughts. You're you um, waiting for this trailer all it, day. Oh, <laughs> well, I of course it had to drop like literally at the one time that I could not get to my phone, and I was cracking up on the inside because oh, you that and made John me laugh. Yeah, I was messaging laughing. me and I was literally in the middle of eating dinner and I just have these messages popping up on my watch and I'm reading them and I'm like I can't watch it right now <laughs> I was like oh it's killing me uh, so I literally only got to watch it like half an hour ago because my children would not let me rest until then um but it looks it looks good so i was really excited when we saw kind of the first little bit but um yeah no i think it looks great it looks super polished it looks um, stunning yeah no doubt it is stunning yeah looking. it's i i mean for a tv series i if all the episodes <laughs> look like this you know, wow. I no, just, I just they're not jokes. They're I not joking this, around. I take this as proof of what we've been talking about on the podcast for forever now. That all the money that they were gonna put into spin-off movies are just going to these Disney Plus shows. Cause this I, looks you're totally on par right. with anything in the movies. Yes. There's no totally, TV totally look does. Here. It's cinematic. Incredibly. And that's what John and I were mostly talking about while you were having dinner with your family we were talking about just you know the amazing balance of practical and 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 visual effects at play here mm-hmm. it looks it looks unique and it looks star wars it looks yeah so that's one thing that definitely jumped out to me right away is that it definitely has that kind of star wars lived in worn quality from the, the OT and Rogue uh-huh. One and Solo. Yeah, it definitely has that vibe. It looks lived in, um, which I know is a vibe that a lot of people enjoy in Star Wars. So this is clearly, you know, right up, right up that alley. With the Western vibe dialed up to 11. If A New Hope yes. was like a six or a seven, this is 11. Yeah. <laughs> you got like gunslingers. You got oh oh my god, it's like everything right now is like western. Showdown. Yeah. I mean the we we had already seen it by but the bit where I mean there are a couple of them in here, but there's the one where he's um trying to capture the Corrin and there's mm. like a quick almost like a quick draw situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. the western feel is it's high. And I am not have generally, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm neutral. I probably haven't actually ever seen like a true Western. Blazing Saddles probably doesn't count. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's count it. I'll count it. it so you're good. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
so I can't say that Western is a genre that I'm like, ooh, all about, mm. but um, I might be after watching this series. We'll see. I'm kind of on the same boat. I don't like Westerns, but I love neo-Westerns, which is that Western aesthetic in a different uh, setting, different timeline, different time okay. era, I mean. So No Country for mm-hmm. Old Men, uh, uh, a lot of Coen Brother type stuff. Or in this case, Star oh, Wars. You... So mm, Yeah. I, I'm going to count this as a neo-Western, even though it's not, but I'm going to count it. Mm, close enough. I mean... If we can find other genres of movies in Star Wars, like a war movie in Rogue mm-hmm. One, I don't see why this can't be a neo-Western movie or a uh, series. Thank you very much. But it looks like a movie. <laughs> totally does. That cast, though, this is the most we've seen from the cast uh, in this show. Yes, and and I think it's, um, or I'm happy that it looks like Pedro Pascal will actually be speaking. It's not just going to be like he's wearing the helmet and uh, just nodding slowly all the, time. the entire time, which <laughs> was a little bit of my fear because I do know that's kind of like a archetype or trope in Westerns. You know, you've got like the strong silent gunman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm glad that he's actually going to talk at least, you know, three lines or something like that. Two lines. So he will talk. He will talk. <laughs> uh, I remember I'm trying to remember a few times we've talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. You and John weren't. I mean, uh, the three of us, I'll throw myself in there. We were like excited for the show, obviously, but we weren't like, oh, my God, this show. Has that changed now? I don't know if it's changed with this trailer, but with the with what we've seen, because uh-huh. we did get kind of that teaser trailer from earlier. Yeah. And I do have to say after like the concept of the show on paper is not really anything I find super interesting. Right. Like, I'm not really super into bounty hunters, as I said earlier, uh-huh. you know, two minutes ago. I'm Same not boat. super into Westerns. <laughs> Um, I don't really care about Mandalorians, which I've mentioned several <laughs> times on I the show. I am on that boat um, with you. I am on that hill. I will die on that hill with you. And so is and so is John. And so, but what we have seen of this show and what I've seen the cast talking about and John Favreau and Dave, that has actually made me like what we've seen rather than kind of just the you know, the the plot or the outline of the show, what we've seen makes me really excited to see more. Um, one, because I think, you know, I love anything that kind of expands the Star Wars universe. So that's what makes it exciting. Plus, I'm just like, the cast looks really great. Um, the characters look really cool. I'm, yeah, every everything we get is just like, it whets my appetite for more. And so now I'm like, yeah, I'm really into it. I can't wait to see it. 15 days to go. Like, more <laughs> Star Wars. Let's go. <laughs> so, so, so yes, I mean, I I definitely think my attitude about it has changed because when it was first released, I was like, well, I'll watch it, but yeah, okay. And now I'm definitely, I'm way more into it now. No, yeah, there, there's a anyway, but yeah, there seems to be a lot of world building going on. A lot of it seems to be character focused, which is always a plus. I I, I don't want any just like just an edgy, just futuristic. Yeah, I kill people for money because I'm damaged and I'm gonna stay damaged kind of thing. You know, I I want to get <laughs> underneath the helmet. I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna see what's up. 
The first line of this trailer was a. Uh, oh, d- is the world, world at peace? Peace since the revolution. Uh, after the. Yeah. yeah, after the revolution. It's a shame that your people <laughs> suffered. That that's the one. It's a shame that your people suffered. I want to know what that means. Is he talking about bounty hunters? Mm. Is he talking about Mandalorians? Like the people? What, mm. What's up with that line specifically? There's layers. There's layers. There's a lot of interesting stuff happening in this trailer. And it definitely looks, you know, yeah, like hopefully there's some interesting backstory. So besides the Mandalorian himself, who at this point has no name, right? It's just the Mandalorian, right? I do have to say that I I laughed a little bit about that after in the trailer when they actually call him the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> that's a little bit like, really? Okay, all right. <laughs> I guess that's that's what we're going with right now. It's a big mystery, the mystery box. <laughs> what character are you are you most excited for besides him? I'm really excited to see Cara Dune, of course. Um I love kind of the details we've been able in in not outside of this trailer, but elsewhere that we've been able to see about her, like the fact that she's got a little rebel starbird tattooed under one of her eyes. Like, what's the history there? Um, so I'm I'm excited to learn more about her for sure and how she kind of fits into this. She has a rebel star tattoo. Yes. Really? Yeah. The rebel, the rebel starbird, but it's like on her face. Really? Like right on her cheek. Like a yeah, teardrop. It's very small. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> kind of. Yes. You are not the first person to make that reference. So we'll see. What does it mean? A rebel doesn't mean war anything. criminal. Huh? Maybe. Maybe. I'm also, yeah, perhaps. I also have to say the one, (laughs) the one shot from the trailer that really uh, grabbed me as being kind of like, whoa, that's cool, was the shot where the Mandalorian basically like lands on top of the TIE fighter that it seems like, um, oh, the guy. Giancarlo. Who's, I think he, yes. Moff Gideon, um, I think. Moff Gideon. Yes. Who's pl- yeah? Who's playing an imper an ex imperial moth? See, he's the one I'm most excited for. Giancarlo Esposito is like one of my favorite actors. Every time I see him in something, I'm like, all right, he's gonna be a cool character. He is gonna do something interesting. <laughs> and now he's in Star Wars, and he's playing an ex imperial on a show called the and flying a tie fighter and fighting a tie point. fighter. I mean, come on! <laughs> it's like, yes, give me more of this dude. <laughs> Done. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very interested to see how his character and honestly how the imperial slap versus rebel forces are kind of portrayed given that, you know, now the empire has fallen and the new republic is trying to establish itself. Um, you know, and I guess we have you know, this is kind of kind of be a lot of juicy middle ground because obviously the Mandalorian is this gray bounty hunter um character actually working for money that's a really good point i want to see i want to see some of the negative negatives of the rebels taking out the empire Mm. how does the galaxy suffer once the stability of the empire is gone like in this power vacuum all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you know the empire is the empire but you know it's there when it's suddenly not there and there's not something immediately replacing it 
There's going to be... What does that mean? Yeah, what does what that happens? mean? What does that mean for the average Joe, you know, living in the galaxy far, and far it, away? And it seems like maybe we're going to see some of that. I mean, there definitely seems to be some moments in the trailer where it looks like, I guess, ordinary citizens, not stormtroopers or bounty hunters, are fleeing for their lives and there are, you know, explosions happening, et cetera, et cetera. So... We might get to see some of that. Well, fair which I think, yeah, would be cool. Fair assumption. I mean, that crime would probably go up. There's no stormtroopers or whatever to maintain order, right? So, of course, mm-hmm. bounty bounty hunting would be like on the rise and and whatnot. Everybody's trying to hire everyone to capture everybody that's breaking the law and whatnot, <laughs> right? That, that, they can afford if they can afford. If they the can afford credits. it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Do imperial credits well, even carry worth car- anymore? I mean, that's there's a lot of what do they use for currency now? There's a there is so much to <laughs> all to, these questions to mine here. So much potential. Well, and then I think maybe, and I could totally be wrong, but in the EU, right? Isn't doesn't when the new republic get established? Don't they kind of reach out to some of the more gray bounty hunter like they they kind of use them in this vacuum of power and i wonder if we could see some of that here um where maybe the new government is trying to to get them to help find these imperial you know imperial remnants or something like that i mean we're saying that in resistance so it's not too out of it's not yeah too impossible it's been actually one of the biggest things in season two of Resistance. It's true. So, well, not bounty hunters, but pirates. But you know, same same thing. Well, there's um this. Sorry, can I go on a tangent? Of course. There's a new comic out, Star Wars Allegiance, which is part of the rise or journey, the to, journey the rise. to the rise yeah. of skywalker or whatever blah 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 uh <laughs> and in so i've only read two issues so far but one of the plot lines in this comic series is that the first order has hired bounty hunters to find finn and bring back finn finn or take him out yes Ooh. so not not necessarily um, po- I mean, I think it's in a sense it is like any resistance, but like specifically they want to get Finn so and bring him, drag him back to the First Order. So um, it, it's definitely something that's happening in the sequel trilogy for sure. So we'll be interesting to see which which side is using that here. I'd imagine the Resistance would be doing the same thing just because of how beaten down they were at the end of The Last Jedi, so. It's true. So, you know what? Technically, the Mandalorian is part of that whole road to the Rise of Skywalker, right? We're getting, I think, the I mean, first six episodes takes or place like after, that? Yeah. Before the movie? Takes place. Yeah. I, yeah. It'll be curious to see if there's anything that pops up in the Mandalorian that has any sort of right. connection to the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, I mean, based on what we've seen happen in the past, I don't think it would be too outlandish to see some sort of, at least a reference. Yeah, you're probably right. They and, do like their you know, interconnectedness. People are seeing the Mandalorian ship in the trailer for the Rise of Skywalker, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Get an old man Mando on a ship, just go in. I'm getting too old for this shit. Pew, pew. 
<laughs> that's got to be like everybody that they drag back out of retirement. It's like, oh God, here we go again. <laughs> literally, <laughs> you everybody. learned anything? Yeah, literally everybody. So, just before we wrap up here, really short episode today. Just a quick little react. Mm, maybe list off maybe three three things you're most excited for from from the show based on this trailer. Okay. Um, who all right, three things I'm excited for. Yeah. I am excited for Cara Dune, which I already kind of said, mm-hmm. so that's a little bit of a cop out, but I'm excited to see her. I am excited to get or maybe not I mean well no excited, but I'm very curious as to um it looks like there's potentially a woman and child that are close, or at least the one woman who's close to the Mandalorian. I don't, we saw a child a couple of times in the trailer. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, so my curiosity is definitely peaked about that. And then, um, like we were just talking about, I'm really curious to see how the different factions, the Imperial remnants and the new Republic, how that kind of plays out in the outer rim and what's happening in the galaxy at large. So you you pretty much just took everything. What about I was you? Say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had just the, the world building. I want to see what the galaxy looks like during this period. How it affects the everyday average show, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, cop out to Giancarlo's character. I mean, and I do want to see a different take on the whole Rebel Alliance thing. We've gotten some of that before in like some of the novels and and, and comics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to see what normal people think about the Rebels because we we yeah. we've gotten the other yeah, side, that. that other side of where yeah, they, I like the Empire. They give us food. They provide this. Sure, they do war crime here and there, but <laughs> whatever. Yep. It's stability. I'm also very curious to see what uh, Warner Herzog's character is up to doing who well, i i am so so confused to see him and hear him any star wars project <laughs> every time he talks and i'm sure john is also pretty excited for carl weathers i mean i'm excited for carl weathers Freaking oh john is definitely excited for, <laughs> for but carl if weathers. john were here right now he'd be all about carl weathers apollo creed just boxing his way through the galaxy i mean i'm excited about that too I'm excited about all of them. I mean, this cast looks really spectacular. Um, some really, really good names. Oh, and, you so. know, we got to also remember the names behind the scenes. Uh, all these awesome directors for each individual episode. Yes. That's going to be cool seeing what kind oh. of little flavor they add to each episode. Yes. That's going to be really and cool. Es- yes. And especially interesting, I'm definitely keeping my eye on the two episodes that Deborah Chow mm-hmm. is directing because she is set to direct all of the Kenobi series. My boy. Um, at this point. So I will be really curious to see her episodes to see if that gives us some sort of the flavor that she's going to bring to the Kenobi series. But yeah, I mean, that's that's another huge thing is like there are so many talented names behind the scenes here. Um, it's going to be, it's really exciting to think about what they are going to bring to the Star Wars universe and seeing each of them put their stamp on it. It's a brave new world. <laughs> I mean, we're so spoiled. It's going to be, it's going to be so great. We're, we're getting so many new things. <laughs> so excited. 
It's what? like Christmas, except we haven't even made it to November yet. <laughs> It'll be Christmas on November 12th. <laughs> would you would you want to bet that uh, Take It With TD's episode is going to be hilarious and weird? I have seen Thor Ragnarok, so I would say <laughs> yes. <laughs> and heartfelt. Take It's episode is going to be weird. It's going to be offbeat. It's going to be awesome, and you're going to get the feels. He is directing the last episode of the series, or the season, sorry. Uh, I know it's in the I second think. half. On top of I voicing the IG uh, robot. It's not, a, not 88, they, they told us it was an IG-88. It's not 88, it's 89, 86. Something like that. Uh, something. I feel like we should know this, we're on a Star Wars podcast, why don't we know? Well... I'm not here to regurgitate facts. IG-11. Uh, oh, 11. <laughs> Way off. Way off. Pekka is playing IG-11. Way off. Yes, I see this. And directing an episode, which, yeah. And directing. Bryce I am Alice also Howard. very curious, now that I'm way- looking through the IMDb, I totally forgot until literally just now that Ming-Na Wen is going to be... Showing up. Oh at some my point. god, that is so true. Su- I totally forgot about her. Super curious. Like we didn't see any of her in the trailer that we know of, plot. unless she's like wearing <laughs> wearing wearing a mask or something. Plot, <laughs> plot twist. twist. She's What's the Mandalorian. She's the Mandalorian. <laughs> and Pedro Pascal's just like the voice filter. <laughs> see, <laughs> that would actually be kind of hilarious. You know, though, that if they did that, oh, there, there would be some pissed off fanboys. That would be hysterical. I don't think that's it, but it would be kind of funny if that was actually the case. <laughs> it takes off the helmet finally to reveal, you know, <laughs> the whole. Takes off the uh, helmet nope. and even bigger plot twist. It's Taika underneath the helmet. <laughs> I'm done for that. I'm done for anything. This is a cool new show and they should be experimenting in it, which it seems like they are. Yes. We'll get to see in just 50 days. <sighs> Plus, then don't we get we get two, we get two episodes the same week? I think, right? Uh, yeah. They release this. They release the two. schedule. Yes. Okay, I pulled it up. Yes. So we get the first episode on the twelfth, and then we get the second episode on the fifteenth, and then they make you wait, which is really mean. No, that's who for it the third should episode. Be. Death to binge culture, man. I'm not saying that it has to be binging. I'm just saying then you have to wait until the 22nd. It's kind of mean. Isn't that like a week later? (laughs) Shh. Hush, hush, hush. (laughs) Okay, all right. So that looks actually looks like now that I'm actually looking at this on the calendar because I'd seen the dates before, it looks like we're getting them on Fridays. Fridays. Except for the episode that comes out the day before The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Probably because they figure if they don't release it, then no one's going to watch it that week. And the last one is scheduled to drop the Friday after Christmas, December 27th. So, Ooh. and that's all that's currently listed. So we'll get the whole season, because I think the, the season is only eight episodes. So we'll get... Yeah. We'll get the whole season before we reach 2020. So, <gasps> okay, this never happens. We <gasps> we usually only get news after we've recorded the Game of Thrones. Wait, did something just 
Yeah, something just dropped. Benioff and Wii Star Wars <gasps> movies not moving forward. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wait, are you kidding me? That literally just dropped? That literally just no. dropped on IGN. No. No, really? Wow. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. Real time Well, I reaction. wonder. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, this is this is great. And no, I'm see yeah, I'm seeing it on Twitter and now you just messaged me. Um real time, real time podcast. Uh wow. holy holy crap. Well, I don't know. So this is now we're totally gonna veer off topic, but did did you read the thread that was posted about a um panel that they did? At somewhere this weekend. The Game of Thrones. Where thing, they right? basically yeah, where they basically admitted to knowing nothing coming into Game of Thrones um, and that it was like secondary film school for them. Anyway, there's a really epic thread where somebody transcribed this whole really panel that I, or I saw I, some uh, articles about it, it but uh, it I didn't mm. I didn't go into it just because I'm. I'm still not over the whole whatever, you know, Game of Thrones happened. I'm not going to read any more hate articles about them. I assume that's what it was. Yeah. So I have to wonder if that has anything to do with it. Well, but didn't they also just like sign another deal? So they had signed the Star Wars thing and then hadn't didn't they just sign some other deal with like Netflix or something to like produce some other slew of TV series. Quick, do some Googling. I could also do this. Sorry. You <laughs> I'm all typing. Go. Um, but hadn't hadn't they just hadn't there been like in the last three months or something, hadn't there been some news about them signing some other deal with another uh company or production, something, whatever. I'm not they're doing something with Netflix. Netflix. Okay, so I'm not. Yeah, I didn't just make that up. Uh, sources tell Deadline that the deal is nine figure range. Yada yada. Yeah, something big at Netflix. Interesting. Wow. Huh. So what's what's Twitter saying? Twitter is posting a lot of hilarious reaction gifs um, because most of the people that I follow on Twitter were not super in to Benioff and Weiss producing uh, the Star Wars trilogy. So there are a lot of people that are really happy on my Twitter feed. Mm. <laughs> um, I I have to say, I am... I Wow, I'm surprised. I... <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I uh, mean, could they have made <laughs> something good? So, <laughs> hey, look, dude, just say just say whatever you want to say. Go ahead and say it. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm still kind of, Ryan Johnson's thing is still moving forward, but this isn't. Yeah. As far as we know, Ryan One Johnson's of, thing is still moving forward. Yeah. This isn't. It just makes, it Actually, tickles that's, me. What? Yeah, that's actually one of the most hilarious things I have seen on Twitter. Somebody posted a picture of Ryan drinking a cup of tea. It's probably coffee. Yeah. Tea. Um, because, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are moaning and groaning about Ryan Johnson having a trilogy. And now Benioff and Weiss are off. I so I'm okay. a little bit surprised. So he, hold, hold on. Here's the actual quote. We, okay. We love Star Wars. I haven't actually read the article. When George Lucas built it, he built us too. Getting to talk about Star Wars with him in the current Star Wars teams was a thrill of a lifetime. And we will always be indebted to the saga that changed everything. 
but there are only so many hours in the day, and we feel we cannot do justice to both Star Wars and our Netflix projects. So we regretfully, so we are regretfully stepping away. That's the official statement. Okay. All right. I can't say I'm terribly surprised because when they, I remember when I read about them signing that Netflix deal, I was kind of like, didn't you just right. agree to do a Star, Star Wars, Wars trilogy? <laughs> and like, that's a huge commitment. You know, that's six years or something of, well, in addition to the whole lead up time for the first one. So probably actually longer. Um, you know, and they had just come off this huge commitment with Game of Thrones, and now they were like Star Wars and Netflix, and it kind of seemed to me not being in the TV and movie business, so I don't know how the sausage is made, but it seemed to me... <laughs> it seemed to me to be a lot, not knowing how how everything works. I mean, obviously, there's like a lot of pre-production meetings, and you don't get into the... A filming right away, but there's a lot of stuff that leads up, you know, planning and designing and mm -hmm. all that. So, which they basically have to be doing now because isn't the next movie so far scheduled? I'm to come sure out that schedule is obsolete now. Change, yeah, yeah, that's probably true. That whole schedule that they revealed. I think it was 2021 oh God, or 22, some... something really fast. Yeah, it was 20. I think it was 22. Yeah, there's no way now, unless Ryan really kicks but into high But then they announced gear. this whole Kevin Feige, or Kevin, Feige. however you pronounce his name, Feige. Well, that's um, how I pronounce it. I don't know if I'm, I could be wrong. Kevin Feige. Um. So, yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. I forgot about Kevin's movie, um, so maybe, maybe that might have... <laughs> Wow. If anybody could throw a movie out for 2022, it probably Kevin could. <laughs> I mean, Ryan is also busy, but it seems like they're working on his stuff. You know, they've got kind of the, the background. Every interview that he's given where somebody asks about Star Wars, he says that they're working on it and they're doing, you know, yeah, but I mean, production or whatever the hell. People lie all the time, and I mean, well, Ewan, Ewan McGregor knew about the Obi Wan project for four years, apparently. Uh, yeah. Can we just talk about holy <laughs> hell? If it had been me, I yeah, everybody would have known. <laughs> Even if I'd signed an NDA, they would have had to fire me because I would have been like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I couldn't keep a secret for that long, so that's really impressive. Kudos to you yeah. for keeping it that long. I was shocked, shocked. I tell you, <laughs> I'm kind of still shocked right now with this news. Um, I'm yeah, so many holy. thoughts, but no information. So it's like it's just literally speculation. And oh god, it's like yes. you just can't help but wonder what other factors are in play that you know are there, but we don't know what they are. Yeah. That statement I, was just too political and it's a very political statement. Like, yeah, we're we love oh, Star Wars oh, totally. and we're not gonna get we, into yeah. any other detail. We're just too bye -bye. busy. Now something went down, yeah. I wanna know what. And I'm gonna look into that uh mm. that, that uh Game of Thrones thing today that you were telling me about. I, w I can find the Twitter thread and send it to you. Um it's a little horrifying to read. It well, okay, I'm not going to go into a rant on this episode. So anyway, it's I I will be curious to get your take on it as someone. I will say, kind of has more, as, based on what you told me, that's not new. They have mentioned before in the past how Game of Thrones was their first big project, 
And they actually got praised for that early on because, wow, these guys are new and they're doing such a great job. Same information, right, just be- being framed differently now. Different lens. All right. Well, I will. I will be. I will be super curious to get your thoughts on it at a later time. <laughs> I. I guess my. So I definitely have been on record on this podcast before, as I was not super thrilled about Benioff and Weiss getting picked to do Star Wars. Um, but I was, you know, it's Star Wars. I'm. I'll. You know, I'm. I'm easy. Slap Star Wars on it. I'll probably watch it. So um, I was willing to give it a chance. Definitely. You know, I would have watched it. Um, I guess I just hope that Lucasfilm uses this to expand (laughs) and diversify. Say it, lady. And say it. Not hire another white man. There it is. There it is. (laughs) But it's true. Um, I love Ryan. I don't have any qualms about Kevin Feige, Feige, whatever. Uh, you know, like he'll do, it'll be, that's good. I would have watched Benioff and Weiss Star Wars, but like we see these people that are coming in to do the Mandalorian. I think Lucasfilm can do more and I think they can do better. So that's my hope. So now I'll step off my preachy soapbox and <laughs> hey, we actually caught a news break. That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> That's probably like the biggest all right now. It's like, wow, we caught something right when it dropped. Thank thank God you were looking at Twitter or the internet, wherever. I don't know. I just haven't had Facebook open on the side tab here and I just looked over. I'm like, what? Yeah, um, I'm yeah, I'm I'm not disappointed. I'm not happy. I'm not sad. I'm just kind of like, yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Whoa. I I guess part of me is also curious what this means for the bigger picture of Lucasfilm. I don't uh I don't really know how much I want to go down this particular wormhole, but you know, there's <laughs> wormhole. <laughs> you know, a certain segment of the or whatever. There's a certain segment of the internet that doesn't really like Kathy Kennedy. Boo to them. Johnson for that matter. Yeah, I know. And, you know, their opinion doesn't really matter anyway. Like, any of our opinions matter in the long... They don't care what we think. Um, I but I, I, it does make me very curious about kind of what the plan is. Is that it looks good, so they jump on something and then decide, wait, maybe this was too hasty or... I don't know, like the Lord and Miller thing on Solo. I mean, you know, we heard a bunch of stuff about that, but again, you know, keeping it keeping it nice and friendly in the business. Um, so I'm, you know, it makes me really curious as to like what's the overall plan after See? the saga ends. Like, I definitely have a distinct feeling that you know, with the Mandalorian and Kenobi and the Cassian series, like there is going to be a huge focus on the serial TV side of things for Disney Plus, but I'm it makes me very curious about what the plans are for the cinematic side of things. And my But again, I mean this stuff happens. I, you know, so maybe it's just bad luck. I don't know. No, no. I in my humble opinion, I think the biggest misconception any fandom has about their filmic franchise of choice is that there's a plan that's like 
a plan plan. A plan plan. A plan plan. Every plan is subject to change. Yeah. It's not And will always be changing. Like down to like the eleventh hour, you know? <laughs> I, I think we like to think of Marvel as of Star Wars, of of Warner Bros having uh something in in place for the franchise, but I mean the reality is it's always mm-hmm. absolutely shifting. Things are always changing. New That's technologies true. come in and new streaming services come in. Actors drop out, you know? Go, yep, yep. That's a big one. Directors drop Directors out. Drop I mean, you've out. got... Writers drop or out, you right. Know. I mean, that... Yeah, world, I mean, that world, certainly uh, happened. World events the- happen. There's a terrorist attack. There's some sort of tragedy somewhere. That will change the thing, too. There's so many factors yep. constantly at play that it's impossible to have a solid plan for anything. You'll hear Kevin talk about how Infinity War and Endgame were constantly changing throughout production. They were making the movie, and it was still changing. Um, <laughs> when Lucasfilm introduced their plan, Disney Plus was not even a thought, I think, initially. That's true. Well, maybe, yeah, at least as far as we know. As far as we know. 2015, 2016, when they started announcing, well, yeah, we're going to do a new trilogy. Oh, yeah, you're probably, yeah. Disney Plus was probably just like a, you know what, we should do a streaming service. Something small like yeah. that. So obviously they're not going uh, yeah, to have I, that in mind when they're coming up with these things. Mm-hmm. And the best studios, the I best... I mean, so much... It, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say so much. I mean, you're talking about like technology-wise, like so much has changed even yeah. since like The Force Awakens came out in terms of how people consume media with the streaming services, Absolutely. you know, Amazon, Netflix, all that. So, yeah, I mean, you're probably right that uh, the the view has shifted some obviously now with Disney Plus coming and so that that probably has changed things a little bit or a lot bit. And the best studios that can the best studios are the adaptable ones that can adapt their plan to all these external factors. You got best example I can think of right now off the top of my head is Warner Bro- Warner Brothers with the DC movies. They had this whole plan mm-hmm. in place with Batman versus Superman. Guess what? People hated the movie. You were already <laughs> making uh, Justice League when that dropped. That plan fell apart horribly just because they couldn't adapt mm-hmm. and change because you were rushing it. Yeah. Marvel had some changes going on. They adapted beautifully. Star Wars obviously had some stuff going on with Rogue One, Solo. Uh, mixed results, I guess, depending on who you're, who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they weren't yeah. terrible. Nothing nothing has been no. terrible, in my opinion. No. So. I mean, and I we are definitely on the more easy to please end of the scale. But, yeah. you know. Because we want to enjoy the stuff. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think on the whole of the universe, that's also pretty much if you you know, talking to people. Most people are like, yeah, they were they were good. Maybe not my favorites, but, you know, they weren't horrible. They weren't terrible, you know. And that's the so, other thing. That it's not, we, the ho- not the holiday special. <laughs> we got to constantly <laughs> remind ourselves that we're so ingrained into this community. Like, oh, Lord, Any yeah. little thing is giant to us. They, Benioff <laughs> and Weiss, they lost their movies. Oh, my God. You go to a normal person. Oh, they're not? Oh, I didn't even know they were doing one. They did the Game of yeah. Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You're... Hey, what'd you think of The Last Jedi? You're probably oh, I thought right. it was cool. What'd you think of Solo? I thought it was cool. What'd you think of Rogue One? I thought it yeah. was cool. They're the ones that keep everything alive. The haters and and the podcasters and the super uber duper fans, we are a minority and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And just to kind of reiterate something you said earlier, they don't care what we think. Oh, yeah. It's no. the general masses that keep the, it alive, not not us. Yes, yeah. And I mean, that's true for any film franchise, mm-hmm. any franchise, you know, at least movie-wise. It's not the comic book fanatics that keep the MCU going. It's, it's that it appeals to a mass audience. And it's, yeah, it's the same for Star Wars. I mean, you know, if you, if George, if, yeah if 1977 had gone differently we wouldn't have any of this so it's that it had a mass appeal and now you still have to tap into that mass appeal anyway yeah you're right totally (laughs) Uh, so i think the point of all that was i think we'll be fine (laughs) right oh i i don't doubt that lucasfilm will be fine uh, and uh, you know, personally, oh, yeah, if the plan. they we talking about the plan, yeah, if they you know are reassessing and reevaluating, I think that in the long run benefits us, the fans, you know, Absolutely. the people that are going to come back and see these movies. And I would rather have them reassess and decide something's not going to work, or maybe this isn't the way they want to go, rather than do like you in your example earlier with uh, Warner Brothers and the DC universe rushing into something to then have it fail spectacularly. Um, and so... And you know what? Yeah. Just to kind of bring it a full circle here for this. It was not supposed to be this long of an episode, but yeah, just to bring it back full circle. The Boba Fett movie was announced. That fell apart terribly. And I think That's from true. the ashes of that, we got The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have to say, I watched this trailer with my kids. Not that they will see it because they're only six and there's no way. Oh, come on. <laughs> but I was watching Terminator they, movies they, at their age. Come on. <laughs> They they watched the trailer with me and both of them were like, oh, it's Boba Fett. So I, <laughs> I, didn't, bother, I, I didn't bother correcting them because I didn't right. want to be like, oh, well, no, well, actually, actually, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> one of them already says actually all the time. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, huh, Boba Fett. Great. <laughs> so clearly the aesthetic, even to a six-year-old who hasn't seen the actual live action movies yet, but knows enough about Star Wars to know who Boba Fett is. So the aesthetic is there. has carried through, clearly. Yes. Fantastic. So, way to go, John Favreau. My six-year-old can recognize a Mandalorian. <laughs> as Boba Fett and you know what what? that goes back to my to my uh, soapbox that I would get to that's the generation though that's the audience that really matters at the end of the day the youngins yeah not 30 year olds podcasting (laughs) about Star Wars Mm mm-hmm so that's my soapbox what you mean Star Star Wars doesn't cater to me exclusively this is news (laughs) (laughs) Their second breaking news of the day. They mustn't know. They mustn't find out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Well, that was... Hell of a detour. That was exciting. That was exciting. (laughs) I feel invigorated right now. (laughs) I know. Could podcast for another hour, um, but we won't. (laughs) But we won't. No. (laughs) But I will totally be uh, reading that Twitter thread that you so graciously sent me. Yes, and I'm going to now be scrounging around the internet liking people's tweets making fun of Benny and Weiss leaving Star Wars. You are so petty. <laughs> it's true. It's true. 
I couldn't keep a secret for year, four years, but I can hold a grudge. <laughs> well, cool. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, if you'd like to share your thoughts on this whole situation, that'd be fantastic. You can do that on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Lapro. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. So, so uh, come chat with us. Let us know your thoughts. Also, just a little disclaimer yeah. here. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna try and podcast more often, but uh, there's also some changes going on behind <laughs> the behind the scenes. So things might be a little kind of they might be a little chaotic for the time being. But regardless, uh, we're still gonna try and get more content out because you know we like doing this and it's fun and it's Star Wars talk. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah. So until the next time, may the force be with you. And then some. <laughs> Bye.